everyone's really freezing. Anybody need to stand up and wave their arms around? And it's really freezing. <laughs> if you could just do that all the way through, that'd be great. Oh, Emma, love you. So, um, today we're going to be looking at the unconditional love of God. Hopefully, during this time, we'll all receive something new, uh, some new understanding of God's love and what that means to us. So, my prayer today, and this is what I've been praying for this week, is that no matter how many times you've heard this message, because you've probably heard it before, I hope you've heard it before, no matter how many times you've heard it, something today will be new for you, and I know God is capable of surprising you in that way. So just a reminder then, as part of our vision statement for King's Church, knowing the unconditional love of the Father is really important. I've got... Um... Rach, do you want to hand out those? Amy's very thoughtfully printed off some... Uh, vision of values statements for us to have a quick look at. Thank you. So the unconditional love of the Father is really important. In fact, it's foundational to all we do and who we are. Without this building block in place, everything else is shaky. It's what defines our identity. John 3.16 says... For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Jesus came to the earth because God so loved the world. Because the world was in a mess and Jesus was the answer. 1 John 3 verse 1 says, How great is the love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. That's who we are as well. This was God's greatest act of love for us. And yet, amazingly, there are so many aspects of his love we can talk about. So let's start by looking at what it is. So the unconditional love of God... What is it? It is acceptance. We are accepted by his love. It is sacrificial. It is unchangeable. It is, I've put here deafening, I will explain this. So between Christmas and New Year, we went um, for a walk to Lim Dam. And in Lim Village... Um, beyond the dam, there's quite a strong waterfall. And as I was standing there, um, just being engrossed by this waterfall, and only a small one at that, I was so um, I was so amazed by how deafening it was, how I couldn't think about anything else, because all I could think about and concentrate on was this waterfall. It was almost mesmerizing. So I've, I've got one here to, to show us. Pat, will you... Can 
so a waterfall is is quite deafening and yet it's powerful and I, I think it's a beautiful picture of God's love for us that it's so all-consuming we can't um, almost can't stand under the weight of it we can't think about anything else when we're overwhelmed by the love of God So it's life-changing. It's undeserved. It's unearned. It's affectionate. Like we were singing before, he sets his affection on us. Like a mission-seeking missile, he knows where we are and he sets his affection on us. It is unending. We can never get to the end of it. And that's good news, isn't it? We can never find the end of God's love. It is perfect. It is compassionate. It is jealous. God wants to be our number one. He wants to be the first and foremost in our lives. It is unbreakable. It brings discipline. I don't know how you feel about the word discipline. I don't know what your experiences of discipline are. But... When we trust God, we know that his discipline within the love that he has for us is what we need. It brings correction. It, it brings us back to the right path when we're in line with what his will is for our lives. It's a good place to be. It's not a scary thing. Revelation 3.19 says, Those whom I love I rebuke and discipline. Let's look at some of the things that God's love isn't. Shame. Shame's a really big one, and sometimes I think we, we get stuck in it like a bog. It can really drag us down. just want you to know that truth today, that God's unconditional love has nothing whatsoever to do with shame or guilt. It's not about counting wrongs against you. It's not fickle like maybe love we've known in the past. It's not flawed. It's not limited. It's not seasonal. There aren't seasons in your life where God's loved you more than others. It's not site-specific or geographical. God doesn't love long sight more than High Blakely or home or anywhere else. It's not insecure It's not a burden. It brings us a lot of freedom, in fact. It's not performance-based. We are not professional footballers, and God is not our coach. It's not managerial. Even some of you were the best managers in the world. God's love is not managerial. A couple of years ago... um, I was talking to God about some things in my life, and God just said to me out of the blue, um, Anna, I'm, I'm not your boss. I'm your father. And it, it totally broke me because I hadn't, I hadn't realized that at times that's how I see him. I'm, I'm going to spend time with him, and I'm checking it off a list, doing my duty. God wants to spend time with us because he's our father, and he loves us. He wants us to know him intimately so already we can see quite a lot of differences between us and God's love the way we love the way God's love 
God, God loves. I'd like us just to spend a couple of minutes in twos. And if you're sitting next to your spouse, it might be good to move around a little bit. So if we can get into twos, I'd like us to describe to the other person our favorite person. (laughs) Some funny looks. Catherine needs somebody. Andrew needs somebody. We're in twos, describing our favorite person. doing? Have you managed to have a turn each? Yeah. Okay. So looking at, looking back over some of the things that we talked about God is and looking at some of the people that we've, we've talked about, are there any similarities? Yes. Oh, good. <laughs> That's good. Never <laughs> <laughs> response then. <laughs> For those of you, for those of you who don't know this, Gary is my favourite person most of the time. <laughs> Maybe ninety-nine percent of the time. So, how would I describe Gary, or how would he describe me? I might say his love is gracious and compassionate. I might say his love endures forever, although probably not the words that I would use. So let's look at how God's love is described through the Bible. 2 Chronicles 30, verse 9. The Lord is gracious and compassionate. Exodus 15, 13. In your unfailing love, you will lead people you have redeemed. Exodus 34, verse 6. The Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. Numbers 14, 18. Abounding in love and forgiving sin. 
Deuteronomy 7.13, love and bless. 1 Kings 10.9, eternal love. 1 Chronicles 16.34, his love endures forever. Nehemiah 1.5, covenant of love. Nehemiah 13.22, mercy according to your great love. Psalm 17.7, the wonder of your great love. Psalm 25, verse 7, according to your love, remember me. Psalm 31.21, wonderful love. 36.7, priceless is your unfailing love. Psalm 57, verse 3, God sends his love and his faithfulness. Psalm 60, verse 5, those you love may be delivered. Psalm 63, verse 3, your love is better than life. Psalm 69, 16, out of the goodness of your love. 94, verse 18, your love, O Lord, supported me. 100, verse 5, endures forever. 101, verse 1, love and justice. 103 verse 4 crowns you with love and compassion. 119.64, the earth is filled with your love. 122 verse 6, may those who love you be secure. 147 verse 11, the Lord delights in those who fear him, who put their hope in his unfailing love. Song of Songs 2 verse 4, His banner over me is love. Zephaniah 3.17, he will quiet you with his love. 2 Corinthians 13.7, the God of love and peace will be with you. Ephesians 2.4, but because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ. So, who he is... Let's look at the biblical definition of love in 1 Corinthians 13. Can somebody read out verses 4 to 7? Amen. Love never fails. This is where perhaps we know we fall short. We might look at these scriptures and realize how much we need to grow in love. How much will you need to try next time we're faced with a difficult person or a difficult situation? Have you ever chanted these verses under your breath to help keep you on track? Love is patient, love is patient. Maybe in the car, maybe with your families, maybe at work in a difficult situation. And yet our Heavenly Father is so much more. He doesn't need to try to be all those things. Because not only does he love us, he is love. Love is part of his DNA, if I can say that. If he had DNA, if God had veins, love would run through those veins. And when we mess up, God doesn't have to count to ten. Then try and be patient. (laughs) Praise God. God isn't just loving, he is love. Hands up those who know God loves you. 
Hands up those who know he cherishes you, that he delights over you, that he is proud of you, that he will never leave you, even when things get tough. I was um, reminded while I was preparing this of a time a couple of years ago. I was going through a really hard time and there was one particular moment where (laughs) I was sat in Morrison's car park. I don't know why I'd gone to Morrison's. I sat in Morrison's car park in the car, just crying, talking to God about what was going on. And I didn't receive anything particular in that moment, but Um, A week or two later, I was in the kitchen cleaning and um, I got a metal splinter uh, stuck in my finger and it was really painful. It was a tiny, tiny little piece of metal stuck in my finger and um, it took me a while but I managed to get it out. But as soon as the splinter was gone, the pain went. God really spoke to me during that time about how... um, how his love can um, take something out, take something out that's painful, can remove something that uh, seems like the world to us. It seems like a major issue, and yet in his eyes, it's the tiniest of things, like a tiny little splinter that he can remove. And once that splinter is removed, the pain goes. It doesn't feel so. Um, overwhelming when I was on uh, USMM which by the way I heartily recommend if you're thinking about it a lady called Mareka spoke to us about suffering you might remember this Emma do you remember this she talked about the delivering power of God and the sustaining power of God In other words, there are times when we're rescued or healed or freed from uh, pain, from a a situation. And there are times where we have to travel through those seasons, but with the help of God to get us through. In either situation, we remember that God didn't cause this pain, but he is the one who can see you through it. One way or another, just knowing him brings you comfort. We aren't promised a pain-free life. Following Jesus will bring its own set of challenges. However, this is temporary. Everything we face on earth is temporary. We have an eternity to look forward to in heaven with Jesus. And this is our ultimate hope and comfort. For further reading, if you want to look into suffering, I'd highly recommend the book of Job which addresses the issue um, of suffering in an imperfect world. So how do we respond to the mighty love of God? How do we understand it? Firstly, we need to know, we need to not just hear it, but believe it. We need to let this truth affect us, the way we see God and the way we see ourselves. Maybe if we appreciated how loved we are, we wouldn't be so critical of ourselves and of each other. God created me. He knows everything about me, even the things I don't share with other people. My darkest secrets, 
my biggest achievements, my worst mistakes, and he still loves me. If our experiences block us from receiving his love, his healing is there for us through his Holy Spirit. We only have to ask. Experiencing his love firsthand is the best way to process such a gift. And yet, his love must be bigger than our experiences. The truth is, his love for us is bigger than our experiences. It's bigger than our feelings. It's bigger than our fears. It's bigger than our anger, our hurts. And when our trust in him wavers, his love can cope with all our questions, all our disappointment, all our broken hope. Some months back, and I have got his permission to share this story, some months back something happened um, with Reuben at school. Reuben's my middle child, and he's at high school, and something happened, and he was really upset, and he came home one day, and he was telling me this story of, of what had gone on, I wasn't very compassionate, I wasn't very understanding, I wasn't the best mum I could have been in that situation. And he was upset and he stormed upstairs and I went to go and comfort him. I had to barge my way into his bedroom. He didn't want me coming in, he didn't want to talk, he didn't even want a hug. And I realised that he didn't want me to comfort him because he was really cross with me, not just upset about what happened at school but he was really cross with my reaction that hadn't been as compassionate as I could have been and it was really hard it was yeah one of the only times I remember where he's been upset and I couldn't comfort him and as a parent I found that really hard but I I think there is a truth here about God's love and the way that he wants to um, embrace us even when we're not sure of what he's doing even when we're cross with him he still wants to embrace us and we, and we need to let him even when we're freaking out his arms are strong enough to contain us nothing we do will stop him loving us nothing because of our Christian history we know that Jesus came in response to the love and grace of the father And as if that wasn't enough, God's goodness flows to you and I to this day. So when we talk about receiving his love, let's acknowledge his goodness in our lives. Let's be grateful for the many ways in which he has blessed us. Let's be prepared to listen. Emma was saying earlier, let's let's talk about the good things that God's done in our lives and, and let's share those stories with those around us. It's It's our biggest witness that we can share of a God that loves us and is active in our lives. God loves me so much. He helped me find my wedding ring when I'd lost it. He stretched my petrol on a long journey. He helped a meal go further than it should have done, or whatever it is. The major things and the minor things and everything in between. The more time we spend with our Heavenly Father, the more we will understand his love. Although perhaps not completely, if ever, every day we can appreciate another layer and another and another. I just want to end with this psalm.
My heart is steadfast, O God. I will sing and make music with all my soul. Awake, harp and lyre, I will awaken the dawn. I will praise you, O Lord, among the nations. I will sing of you among the peoples. For great is your love, higher than the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches to the skies. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens, and let your glory be over all the earth. Amen. That is amazing, Anna. I just think um, there's so much to sort of sink in from what Anna just said. Um, I think let's just take a moment, maybe let's turn the waterfall back up. Um, I guess just let's just spend like a minute, I guess just letting God, letting God's love sink in. Um, yeah, just wait on him for a minute and then I'll pray. Father, I pray you'd help us to receive your love. We do long to be changed by your love, God, to, to be people that understand we're unconditional love people, God, and help us to, to experience it. I pray even this week, God, that we would experience something fresh of your love, that we would understand something fresh of your love.